Welcome everyone to Eagles 360, insider Dave Spadaro along with Glenn Macnow. We are here at the Novacare Complex, the home of the scalding Philadelphia Eagles, currently in a three-way tie in the red-hot NFC East. Right? It's exactly where you want to Coming be right now. Coming down the stretch, this division yeah. can't lose. No, well, three of the four won on uh, Sunday, so or Monday. Monday this weekend. The good news is Dallas nail meat coffin. Right. So that's done, right? They're no longer part of the conversation. But we want them to be alive the final week. We'll get into that. We will talk about the NFC East. All of a sudden, the town's talking about Sam Bradford as the quarterback, not only now, but of the future for the Philadelphia Eagles. I know you've got something to say about that. Yeah, and it's going to be one of my observations from the game, but just to kind of preview it, I'm I'm not as sold, I think, as some people are. I think he's played fine. He's played okay. I don't know that he's played to the degree that you want to make a long-term commitment to him yet. All right, so we got a lot, so much to get to. Eagles all black, black on black, back in black on Sunday night for the fourth time in franchise history. When the Arizona Cardinals come to town, that's fun stuff, nationally televised game. We get into the NFC East in a little bit. We'll get some fantasy football talk as well. Glenn Mack now will offer his five takeaways from Sunday's outstanding win over the Buffalo Bills. But let's first get you caught up in everything happening on this Tuesday at the NovaCare Complex. The Eagles out on the windy pitch at the NovaCare Complex training today. And Alex Smith has our Eagles 360 update. Hi everyone, I'm Alex Smith and this is your 360 update here on a beautiful day at the Novacare Complex. One of the main topics of discussion today was Eagles defensive end Fletcher Cox, who continues to put together an incredible season here in 2015. We heard from Cox and defensive coordinator Bill Davis, along with some of his teammates, on just how strong Cox has been playing in the Eagles defense this season. Fletcher's a very well-rounded defense alignment. He can give you a good two-gap and, and hold the point on a double team. He can. Uh, uh, convert the uh, run into a pass rush real easy and then when it's just a flat-out pass rush you know he's got a couple uh, nice inside moves and uh, he's giving people fits and, and hopefully he'll get the Pro Bowl record recognition he deserves. Uh, our leader I think he definitely became a leader by the way he played. He's not a guy that's gonna sit there and just talk about you know you should do this and do that. I think the way he's playing is definitely drawing leadership to himself. Uh, like I say he's not gonna do more, too much talk. He just let it play talk for us. I think I have a great season. You know, real season just in and just, you know, overall, um, but still, I leave, still, still leave a lot of stuff on the table. I get mad at myself for not finishing, you know, a lot of plays, and, and I just got to do better. This weekend's opponents, the Arizona Cardinals, come in at 11-2, having already clinched a spot in the NFC playoffs, and the Eagles know that they'll have their hands full on both offense and defense this Sunday night at Lincoln Financial Field. They've got a, they've done a great job. Steve Kahneman is a good friend and was there when I was there and uh, does a great job of picking the talent and, and loading them up. And they are loaded uh, on both sides of the ball over there, and that's why they're 11 and 2 and and really who they are in the last couple of years. But uh, uh, you know we've got a huge challenge this week because they've got loads of talent on offense and defense, and we've got to go out there and make our plays. You can't really double team anybody on their on their team. They got you know three or four solid receivers. Um, and a really good tight end, and they do some good things with their backs as well. Um, you know, with Florida on the outside, Brown is a speed guy uh, who, you know, we, we know all about him from last year. Um, and, and then Larry is just, you know, having one of those career years in the slot. And so, you know, everybody's got to win their matchup. And it's, it's not, you know, you can't roll the help to one guy because all the other guys are more than capable of, of winning. That will wrap things up here from the Novacare Complex. Be sure to stay tuned to PhiladelphiaEagles.com throughout the week for all of the latest Eagles news. 
Thanks so much, Alex. We will talk about the NFC East in depth. We'll break it down for you. And we'll also give you a little fantasy football conversation because I know it matters to you. Are you still alive? I still alive. Final four, one of my ladies. Yeah, baby! You go. When we come back, though, Glenn Mack now will offer his five observations, his takeaways, his, well, what his observations are that really mean a lot. From Buffalo Eagles, what a day it was on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. We're coming right back on Eagles 360. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie-flavored coffees. From 2 to 6 p.m., enjoy any medium latte or macchiato for $1.99. America runs on Dunkin'. I got tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket. Talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Uh, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I got to oh, make profit. Does the baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Pair small fries with your favorite for $2.50 on the break menu at McDonald's. The score on Sunday was Eagles 23, Buffalo 20. A critical win for Philadelphia at second straight, 6-7, and seven, tied for the division lead. And, Glenn, it was everything that we talked about all week, the hype, the pageantry, the drama. The football trumped all of that. The football was great, uh, and the win was so, so critical. Uh, so the first thing, here's my first takeaway from this thing. We can now say that Fletcher Cox is the best 3-4 defensive end in the league this side of J.J. Watt. Once again, he was terrific. He was great against New England. He was great this game. He's the MVP of the team this year. And I don't know if fans across the country recognize it, but we recognize it. You know, it's interesting because early in the year, uh, walking around the hallways here and the conversation about Fletcher Cox. Is he a great player or just a very good player? And I wanted to see from Fletcher that dominance one week to the next. And that's what we're seeing right now. And honestly, the comparisons with Fletcher and Jerome Brown aren't valid because Jerome Brown wasn't that kind of player. He was not a week-to-week -week player. He was in younger in his career. He was overweight. He was not as productive. He started to trend that way, and there were some moments of sheer dominance. But it wasn't week-to-week. -week. And Fletcher Cox is delivering week to week. Do you remember Jerome Brown oh, to that sure. degree? Oh, absolutely. Do you agree with me that he yeah, wasn't no. that, that... When he was great, he was the greatest. He could take over a game, but there would be times, and maybe it's because of all the talent he had around him, when he could disappear for a game yeah. or two. And no uh, doubt Fletcher's about not. Fletcher is taking over every game. Absolutely. And I guarantee you the Cardinals are spending many hours trying to take number 91 out of the equation. Yeah, I mean, they, they will, I'm sure, at times put three guys yeah. on them. They're going to have to. All right, here we go. Number two, it was great to see Zach Ertz have that big game, that huge reception, because we've been waiting now for three years for Zach Ertz to emerge among the elite, 
NFL tight ends. He's been hurt. It hasn't helped. But these last three games, given the state of the Eagles' receiving core, it's a great time for Zach Ertz to take over and be that dominant player. Yeah, I agree with you. And Zach Ertz, as an athlete, maybe not at the level of Jimmy Graham, etc. But the catch and run against Buffalo, running over a defensive back, absolutely huge. And I would love to see him more involved in this passing game. Because this passing game, all this talk, it has not been to that level that we've seen with explosive plays in the past. Absolutely correct. So here you go. Number three, avoiding penalties was such a key to winning this game and is always such a key. The Eagles had five penalties in the game, consecutive holding calls on Dennis Kelly when he came in. That was a... It was a tough spot to come in. Um, they had zero penalties on the defense, Dave, and that was such a great thing to have. Buffalo killed itself with penalties, as I told you on bold predictions, and the Eagles did not. And when you can avoid that, when you can play clean, you're going to win. It's going to really help you. Yeah, and Rex Ryan's team lived up to its reputation <laughs> it's of Rex. just continuing to dismantle its chances of winning with stupid penalties. And the Eagles did play very disciplined, and that's the mark of a good team trending in the playoff direction. I agree. All right, number four, mixed bag, I thought, for Nelson Aguilar. He had that, that touchdown catch, which was beautiful, beautiful pass, by the way. Uh, his first career touchdown in the NFL. But he also had two drops on third downs, and we talk about receivers all the time on the Eagles. Somebody other than Ertz, who we talked about, among the wide receivers is really going to have to make those clutch catches. Aguilar had the chance. He didn't do it. So a very up-and-down day for him. Yeah, agreed. And, and with Jordan Matthews maybe slow just a bit with this sore back that he suffered the day before the game and his numbers really evening out here, the Eagles need somebody to step up. Josh Huff made a big play down the sideline. We continue to look for Nelson to become that go-to threat. Maybe the touchdown loosens things up, but I agree. The drops must be curtailed. All right, and so then number five is, where are we with Sam Bradford? I thought he played well again. Um, he played clean. The interception was clearly not his fault. The sack he took at the at, with two minutes to go was a very foolish decision, but he played well. And over the last three weeks, he's completed four starts, excuse me, 65% of his passes, five touchdowns, just that one interception. He's played well. To me, he hasn't played well enough that I'm ready to commit that long-term contract to him. Of course, I don't make that decision. Uh, but I do think he's trending up, and you want to see through the next three games and sustained playoff drive that he kind of plays this way. You know, it's interesting. Some of the fan reaction that I heard after the loss to Detroit, it's over. The Eagles are done. Why play the rest of this? Well, now we see how quickly things change in the NFL. And one of the big stories all year has been the quarterback position. Who will it be? Is Sam Bradford a franchise quarterback? The Eagles will make that decision after the season. There are many ways to keep him in Philadelphia. Um, but Bradford has played well. And I think what's most important is that there's a lot of confidence from the rest of the locker room in Sam. They are now looking to Sam with confidence to make the right throw, to put it in the right spot, to get it out on time. And he really has gotten a lot better. It's clear to everyone that the rust from two years of inactivity is melting away. And what was good is we saw the deep ball this game. Hadn't seen the deep ball. He's a little yeah. sometimes check down Sam. I love seeing the deep throw. I thought that... You can keep that going. That'll be a great and sign. And we'll see against Arizona, a team that applies a lot of pressure to the pocket, a team that's got an outstanding secondary. Those deep passes may not be there. Although last year, Nick Foles threw for 411 yards. The Eagles had more than 500 total net yards against the Arizona Cardinals. But we'll talk about the Cardinals 
in just a bit. The NFC East is, well, it's tight. It's heating up. The Giants win on Monday night. Washington beats Chicago. Philadelphia beats Buffalo. And, oh, my, we've got a three-team tie at the top of the division with three, uh, three games to go. Glenn and I will break down the NFC East when we return on Eagles 360. to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you. NovaCare, the power of physical therapy. Give me more chips, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. We have an Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes, including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. Eagles fans, score a touchdown of your own by downloading the new McDonald's app for some delicious deals on the download. Offers are updated weekly, and you can receive a free sandwich just for downloading the app. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro along with Glenn Mack. Now time to break down the NFC East presented by Bob's Discount Furniture. Three-team logjam, Glenn. And who's got the advantage going down the stretch run? First place on the line. The Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles have the advantage because the Eagles control their own destiny. If you beat the Giants and you beat Washington, not in that order, you win the division. Nobody can take it away from you. The other teams all have to rely on something else. All right, let's talk about those teams. And first we'll begin with Washington. A big win against the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Kirk Cousins continues to play effective functional football. They lose tight end Derek, Derek Carrier with a knee injury. He's done for the season. And Deshaun Jackson with a knee bruise. He's iffy for this week. But they are still really playing hard. And we keep saying they're not going to be around at the end. They're not going to be around at the end. Washington's there. They and they're there. for real. They are there. The defense has played better. As you said, they go and beat Chicago. Chicago can't win at home for whatever they're, reason. But because their field goal kicker stinks. Yeah, he missed that one at the end. But Washington is able to win a game on the road, which they had not done before. You can't count them out at this point. It's the team I thought they're poorly coached. I didn't believe in Gruden and so on, but they're hanging around. So all you can hope is that the owner screws them up. Yeah, and we'll see if Buffalo can rebound from the loss to the Eagles on Sunday and go into FedEx Field and win that game. I think it's a good matchup for Buffalo. The explosive players on offense will really challenge a Redskins secondary that is not at full strength. 
Yeah, and the Bills are still playing for something, even though they lost this week. I think the Bills are the kind of team that may rebound, go in there and win. I'll, pick, right. I'll pick that. I like that. All right, now the New York Giants, an impressive win on Monday night in Miami. The Odell Beckham show continues. The passing game is absolutely the most explosive in this NFC East. Eli Manning, when he has time to throw the football, is deadly. He's got great weapons, got great confidence in his receivers. And when they get it going, Glenn, they're tough, you know, even with that defense, they are tough to continue to match scores with. Well, and it's good, Eli, yeah. And it was last night against Miami, and you saw the catch. That, that catch he makes in the sideline, right in the end zone, was one. Of, it was incredible. Um, their running game was better than it has been. I still don't trust their running game. And the thing with the Giants, you saw this last night, they have no pass rush whatsoever. Once upon a time, their uh, defensive line was the best in the league. Now their defensive line is terrible. It's going to come down to that last game where it's going to be is it good Eli or bad Eli that the Eagles face. And recently the Eagles have seen bad Eli. How do you feel about New York hosting undefeated Carolina this week? I kind of lean. You, you, you get nervous? I get a little bit nervous. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think. I think Carolina now smells it. Mm -hmm. I think they, they really believe they can join that group, small group of immortal teams. Miami and the Patriots, and I think they're going to go all out. You think it's important to them to win? Yeah, I absolutely do. And I think they're a good – it's a good matchup for Carolina against uh, New York. Is it still important for the Dallas Cowboys to win? Because, remember, we may need Dallas to win against Washington in that final week of the season. Are the Cowboys packing it in? The Cowboys are a dead carcass of the team. But will they play hard the rest of the way here? No. Will the Dallas Cowboys play hard against the New York Jets on Saturday night and come down the stretch and continue – to try to win football games with an offense that just has fallen apart. They can't win football games when they do try. Okay. They're not going to win football games. So if, if it comes down to Eagles, Giants, Dallas, Washington, you're not hoping. For you're any not going to get any help from Dallas. Yeah. Okay. No, they're done. In front of that raucous Dallas home crowd? <laughs> yeah, raucous. Is, they're walking out in the second quarter. So there's your look at the NFC East presented by Bob's Discount Furniture. When we return to Eagles 360, Time to talk about the world of fantasy football. If you're still alive in your playoffs, we've got some tips for you to win it all this weekend. It's game day in America. Across the country, fans are watching football in a whole new way. We join a league, we pick a team, and we compete like never before. Today, watching football is more exciting than ever. Because today, we FanDuel. Start today and join the millions who've already played FanDuel. Enter the promo code and we'll refund your entry fee if you don't win. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I step to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. 
West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! It's time for some fantasy football chatter. Alex Smith and Joe Dolan, fantasyguru.com, taking you on a fantasy spin. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Spin presented by Bud Light. I'm joined, as I am every week, by Joe Dolan, the managing editor of fantasyguru.com. Joe, let's look at the Eagles first, and we'll focus on this Sunday's matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. And really looking at that Cardinals defense, they're solid all across the board. So with that in mind, are there any Eagles to keep an eye on this weekend? Yeah, I actually really like Zach Ertz and Darren Sproles this week. I think it's a big week for both of them. Um, I really don't see an Eagle, quite frankly, who's going to be able to get open on a consistent basis against Patrick Peterson, the Cardinals' top corner on the perimeter. And as we also know, the Cardinals under James Betcher, they've kind of adopted very, very similar blitz packages that they had under Todd Bowles. Sam Bradford was very good against the blitz, against the Buffalo Bills and Rex Ryan last week. I tend to think because the Eagles aren't going to have success throwing on the perimeter in this game. I think they need to beat the Cardinals in the middle of the field. I think this sets up well for Zach Hurts, sets up well for Darren Sproles, and hey, if you're 16-team league and you're dying, Brent Selleck, he has a nose for the end zone, so I think this is a tight ends and running backs game for the Eagles. Also would expect to see Jordan Matthews more heavily involved in this one. Joe, injuries are tough to deal with at any point in the season, but at this point, People are fighting for their fantasy football playoff lives. So if you're looking for a few players to pick up after some of your guys have been injured, who are a few names to keep in mind? Well, there are a lot of injuries, unfortunately, this past week. And I got all the tweets and people saying, what am I supposed to do? I'm 11-2 and two and I lose Andy Dalton and Tyler Eifert and Thomas Rawls. These were some really crappy injuries this week. But if you manage to survive, there are some guys worth picking up. Number one, I would say it looks like T.J. Yeldon, the running back of the Jaguars, is going to miss this week with a sprained knee. Denard Robinson came in and played well. I think Denard Robinson, if you need a starter for just this week, probably is a guy you're going to be aggressively pursuing on the waiver wire. With Thomas Rawls out in Seattle, Dewan Harris, the former Packer, was the guy who came in and handled most of the carries for them. I believe he had 18 carries, only 42 yards on those carries, but obviously not a guy who was well-prepared to play. I would think he runs ahead of Fred Jackson on the food chain there. And then also you have Tim Hightower of the New Orleans Saints. I said last week, I think I'm avoiding this backfield, but once and for all, the Saints have proven. They really are disappointed in C.J. Spiller. Tim Hightower hasn't had carries since the 2011 season. He comes out and handles almost all the workload for the injured Mark Ingram. I feel comfortable at this point considering Tim Hightower as a starter, somebody who's going to play at least 65% of the Saints offensive snaps. So those are some names you can consider at the running back position. And Joe, as for a good matchup that you like this weekend, you've got your eyes on Detroit and a couple of key players there. Well, absolutely. The Lions were a big disappointment against a depleted St. Louis Rams defense this past week. However, if I need a quarterback, I am going to the well. Again, I'm going to go with, with Matthew Stafford against the New Orleans Saints. And Calvin Johnson had a terrible game. He was shadowed by Tremaine Johnson. They shut him down, did the St. Louis Rams. But I think he gets in the end zone against the New Orleans Saints this week. And Joe, finally, we'll close things out with a not-so-favorable matchup, Buck Allen. Yeah, Buck Allen uh, plays Kansas City. Kansas City, a red-hot team, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Buck Allen 
still managed in a PPR about 10 fantasy points last week just because he was catching a bunch of checkdowns from Jimmy Clausen. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but if you want to start Buck Allen this week, you're really crossing your fingers that Matt Schaub is going to be available to play. I think uh, Allen's ceiling is much higher with Schaub in there, but it is a bad matchup for him, whether it's Schaub or Clausen, and certainly I will be ranking him lower this week if it looks like it's going to be Jimmy Clausen again. Great stuff, as always, from Joe Dolan, the managing editor of FantasyGuru.com. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan and listen to him on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. That'll wrap things up for this week's edition of Fantasy Spin, presented by Bud Light. Thanks so much, Alex. Thanks so much, Joe. When we return, our final segment on Eagles 360, we're going to talk about some of the most underrated Eagles of all time. Glenn McNeil has spent a lot of time on this list. We'll talk about it when we return. Pair small fries with your favorite for $2.50 on the break menu at McDonald's. What if this year we went around the table and instead of saying what we're thankful for, we said who we're thankful for? Lincoln Financial helps provide financial security for those who are always there for you. Because this is what you do for people you love. Take charge of your now at LincolnFinancial.com. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. I got tickets, Metro tickets. You need a Metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. Makes more sense. Does a baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie-flavored coffees. From 2 to 6 p.m., enjoy any medium latte or macchiato for $1.99. America runs on Dunkin'. Travel with Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Beach Blitz. Go to applevacations.com eagles for more information. Our final segment here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, Eagles 360. We come your way every Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and on the official Eagles app, Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, with Glenn Macnow. And we're going to talk a little bit about some underappreciated, no, probably underestimated, probably un underrated, underrated would yeah. be the best word, Eagles players of all time. These are the ones who didn't make the top five list. Our top five list will be in a special segment on Facebook, so make sure you check that out. Glenn has a list of the runners-up. Here's the runners-up, and I judged underrated by how they were viewed by the fans and or the media, not their coaches. Okay. All right, so here you go. Andy Harmon. Andy Harmon was a defensive tackle who had 31 and a half sacks in three years. You know, that's great for a defensive tackle. Really not in the discussion so much then and so much now. Yeah, good, quick off the ball, number 91, good pass rush pressure, and came at a tough time in that post-gangrene Eagles right. defensive line era where if you weren't Reggie White and you weren't Jerome Brown, 
you weren't getting a whole lot of attention. You weren't loved. That's yeah. exactly right. All right, here's another one. Jermaine Mayberry. Now, Jermaine Mayberry was drafted as a tackle out of a tiny little school in Texas. You remember the school? Texas A&M Kingsville. Oh, you're good, Spadaro. Yeah. Okay. And he wasn't great as a tackle, but then they switch him over to guard. He makes a Pro Bowl. He was a key part of that line in the early 2000s. And when he left after 2004, I think, I think Donovan McNabb really felt it. I'll yeah. tell you that. And the interesting part, do you remember, so Jer Jermaine Mayberry, a first-round draft pick, spent his first game inactive, I believe, at a bar in Westchester. Wasn't that right? <laughs> At the rat, at the rat skeller. Is that right? I remember Something he was inactive. I didn't, yeah. didn't know he was doing that. It was that. a road game, and he went out and had a couple of cocktails. Right? I don't know. All right, yeah. One that I know you like is John Runyon. We love John. John. I will always appreciate John, what he did to this franchise. But I think because John was, oh, a little chippy, John didn't make as many Pro Bowls. So in that sense, he was underappreciated in his yeah. time. He, he, he was the first major free agent unrestricted free agent signing of the Andy Reid era brought toughness he was out there every week at right tackle and he and Trey Thomas the bookends on an offensive line that took this Eagles team to four consecutive NFC championship games and then a fifth in 2008 right and it's signed here no thanks to John Cheney at that's the time. right all right here's the last one it's actually a two and you may not even think it qualifies but I do Mike Bartram John Dorenboss the Eagles have had two long snappers this entire century. And I have to tell you, I can't think of more than, what, two or three blown snaps over 15 years? Yeah. We yeah. never talk about those guys, but they both did a great job. And they have both been in the Pro Bowl, and they've both been wonderful in the community and very durable. I agree with you very much. So let me ask you, is Donnie Jones on your list of? No, because I think we appreciate Don him immensely. Yeah, a punter, though. I think he's, but I, I think he, I think he is so far and above. Okay, well, you know, it's the definition of what's under underappreciated. Yeah. I don't underappreciate him. I don't, I don't think the fans here do. Well, I can't wait to get to your list and make sure you can find that. You can find that on Facebook. Our bonus five minutes of the underrated Philadelphia Eagles. All right, what's coming up on PhiladelphiaEagles.com is our Amorosos on the menu segment on Wednesday. Jody Cameron joins me in studio. We'll take our first look. At the 11-2 Arizona Cardinals. What a football team they have become. They are outstanding. Head coach Chip Kelly joins me in studio. And Chris McPherson hosting cover two. We talk in depth about the Philadelphia Eagles with a couple of beat writers who offer their unique and unbiased opinions. All right. We think. I, just had I love that, that little setup, boy. That was great. For Glenn Mack now, Dave Spadaro, we thank you for joining us. In studio, I'll see you on Thursday. And for all of you, thanks for joining us. Have yourselves a great Eagles Day.